day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 213. Trust me, I know where I'm going. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Dawn as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm so good. Thank you so much for asking. How are you? I am doing, I'm going to try to use a very complex word, splendid. Yeah. Wow. Upping my vocabulary so I don't repeat myself in like all the other episodes. So, you know, that's, that's <laughs> what I try to do. But you know, it's not about me developing my language uh, at 30 years old. I should probably have it already developed. But either way, today is about Dawn and Dawn's passion about hiking. But before we do that, Dawn, I got to ask you the cliche question that you may hate. You may want to quit this interview right away, but who is Dawn? <laughs> I feel like it's so hard to like describe myself. My friends are often like, you don't talk about yourself enough, but I thought about, I'm going to try my best. <laughs> um, I am Dawn. I am a content creator. I am on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, kind of. And I just like love being outdoors. Like anything to do with the outdoors is like my safe and happy place and like how I recharge. So I hike. I took up climbing and skiing this year, which has been absolutely amazing. Um, and everything else to do with home, like I usually just kind of put on the back burner. Um, yeah. And then I think right now my favorite TV show or I don't really watch TV, but I am currently watching like a documentary. I don't can we actually can we cut this out? Just go with the flow. Go with the flow. You got this. Go with the flow. I am a people person. I love being around my friends and um, I would say I'm extroverted, but I truly, like, truly love being alone as well. I prefer to be with my friends, but I think I really recharge when I'm doing nothing as well. Yeah. I don't know if that sums me up. Deal. That's perfect. You know what? I think the word, I, I think I'm kind of like that too. It's omnivert, kind of like yes. omnivore, but it's omnivert. So you kind of like do a little bit of both. Totally. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I completely understand you. So you have multiple hobbies, so there's no pressure, but you're more than welcome to come back to share all the other ones, unless like you combine them all together. You know, you hike wall skiing uphill, uh, you know, I don't know if that's a thing going uphill the whole true. way. I do do that. <laughs> that's impressive. But yes, today we're going to be focusing on hiking. And since you say you have social media, you did TikTok, that's where I found you. No, I feel like I'm a scout. I'm not a scout. I just stumbled upon your page. I'm like, oh, this seems like a dope person. Why not just ask this individual if they'd like to be on my podcast and you're like yeah heck sure. yeah why not why, why not <laughs> <laughs> so speaking about social media do you have any social media links tiktok or anything else projects or anything else that you would love to share so the listeners can come show you some love totally so my handle for all platforms is d-a-w-n-n park so my full name with an extra n park <laughs> that's the easiest way to find me on anything perfect and i'll make it even easier and put it down in the show notes so people can go check that out now we're going to jump in now prepare yourself some questions are going to be logical some are going to be non-logical so just bear with me so the first one is a logical one how did you become interested in hiking okay so for those of you that don't know, and I didn't in, like use this in my introduction, but I'm in like the most beautiful province ever or like beautiful <laughs> place in the world. <laughs> I live in British Columbia, Vancouver. And I think like if you live here, everybody is keen to get outside, whether they are a city dweller or an outdoor fanatic like myself. Um, I started off 
like my university career at UBC. And I saw like all of my classmates, my peers, all of like the people in the clubs that I was in going outside. And I was like, what the heck is up? with this like environment, like why is everybody going outside? And I honestly just got like so curious about why everybody spent their weekend doing things outdoors that I started being like, okay, like I wanna do a really small hike, like the grouse grind, which is not a small hike, but like everybody's gotta do it in Vancouver. And I literally would just like do small hikes. And then eventually I started understanding that like, it literally being outdoors, hiking, um, being with your friends is like the best thing because it's like physically so good for yourself. Like you get all the endorphins, the adrenaline. And then at the top, like obviously like during is not the best, but like at the top you get to it and you're like, oh my gosh, all that hard work for this incredible view. So that's kind of how I got into it. And then Along the way, I just ended up meeting so many incredible people that it just kept making me want to get back. And it truly was not just like the beautiful aspect of hiking and like the place that I was living, but also because everyone around me and like the friends I made were also doing it. You know what? I think I'm going to connect well with you because my wife and I, the hobby we like to share is hiking. And we've done a lot of that as well. And but I'm going to reserve myself. Maybe I uh, will save it for the end. But for some strange reason, when you said you just saw people started walking in outside, I'm like, you just saw people walking like, oh, I'm just going to join these people walking in a random direction. I don't know where they're going, but I'll, I'll join them. <laughs> totally. Like 100%. It was more like I saw people's Instagrams and I like would hear all these stories of them being like, yeah, I just went on this epic hike over the weekend. I didn't study. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> Well, so you say you're from the most beautiful province. I agree. I'm from Ontario, so it's, 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 it's got some nice <laughs> things, but, you know, BC is pretty beautiful. So yeah. it's got me wondering, have you explored most of BC or there's certain places you haven't done? And to expand that even further, most of Canada or any of Canada or the rest of the world? I like love traveling so much. And I think that's part of the reason why like hiking stuck so well for me, because it's allowed me to get kind of farther beyond where I'm currently living. Um, so I've explored a lot of an area called the Sea to Sky, which is from here all throughout Whistler and then a little bit beyond that, um, which I'm super fortunate about. And I haven't done a lot of like, if you go east, there's a lot of like provincial parks uh, that I haven't really explored, but I really want to get to that this year. Um, and then I have done a little bit of hiking out in Alberta, like between Alberta and BC, there's like an incredible mountain range called the Rocky Mountains for those you know that don't know. And but you probably know, Alex, like it's just like a massive amount of mountains and they just like are endless. There's like the Boogaboos, the Rockies, and like Jasper, Banff. Like it just the names just keep going. And that's just not even a fraction of what I've like done and been able to see and want to see. And then I've done a little bit of travel out east. Like I've been to Quebec and parts of Ontario, like Toronto, Lal Kingston. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so much hiking to do. <laughs> so much hiking out there. But yeah, and I think this year we're going to spend a little bit more time out in Quebec doing some hiking. So I'm really excited about that. 
Um, and then I spent a lot of time actually hiking in Korea with my grandparents once I was like, yeah, because I was, there's a lot of mountain ranges in Korea and the hiking community out in Korea is actually epic. They, they go pretty hard. Like, and like even here, they've kind of created the groups that they want to. Um, and they all hike together, which is really mind blowing to me um, in like a good way. <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. awesome. And I got to I got to say that bird in the background is just helping making the ambiance of nature. <laughs> <laughs> keep it, keep that bird. But it's interesting. It's interesting you mentioned Korea because my wife is Korean and that's where we did a lot of hiking as well. Like we went, I can't remember where it was exactly, but there was like this Buddhist temple at the top of a mountain. Oh, yes. And we just climbed up and then we I love the walk. And we did a hike on in Pusan. It was like mm -hmm. by the ocean. It was like on a cliffside. Oh, and it was just so. And then, like we went, we did hiking in uh, St. John's, Newfoundland. Oh, yeah? amazing! Yeah. Oh, I really want to get out there. See, we, we might cross paths in the future. We never know. Totally. I'm I bald. Let you know. Got a beard, you know, <laughs> just to point and yell, and then I'll be like, "Yep, that's me." <laughs> so I'll be like, you, "Oh my god, Alex!" <laughs> a deer in headlights. <laughs> so you mentioned we. So do you prefer to, let's say, because you like your me time and you also like to do with other people. Do you prefer to go on hikes alone to, let's say, reflect on whatever you're going through or you really do enjoy the company of whomever you go with? Because it sounds like we, sounds like you have a group that you usually go with. That's a super good question because I, I, I would say I'm kind of like newer to the hiking community. Like I've been hiking for like four to five years, but it really doesn't feel like I've been hiking that long in comparison to other people. But yeah, like I have a solid group um, of women that I really like hiking with. I usually go one on one or like two to one. So there's three of us. Um, I really explored hiking alone last year. And whenever I hike alone, it's more of like a personal journey. And um, whenever I really want to like challenge myself and like work through something that I'm going through, like like mental blocks or like I really need the time to like meditate um and like test myself my abilities and like see if I can trust myself in making decisions that's truly when I the only times I would go alone um otherwise I genuinely like love being with the people that I hike with and like also meeting new people when hiking I just find like talking while hiking takes so much away from like the pain <laughs> And like even the time, especially if the trail kind of gets into its lulls um, for like switchbacks or um, if the trail is just like not so exciting, it's really nice to have someone to be like telling you life stories, giving you wisdom, sharing like how crappy like the whole situation is <laughs> just to like have someone share the pain is truly the best experience. <laughs> And I could also imagine, correct, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I could also imagine that even if you're not talking during, during those downtimes where you're just hiking together, that presence plays such a big role, just being accompanied by someone and knowing that you're there for each other. You don't need to chat in that instant moment. You can take a break to take a breather and just enjoy your environment because I'm sure you take some time to just look around as well. And it leads me to ask, what is, and if you can pinpoint, the most interesting thing you've ever seen while hiking? I think, oh, oh, the, the <laughs> most interesting thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, saw I love ID. that. <laughs> I was like, what was it? I think like living on the West Coast, I'm really privileged to see so much like sea life while I hike. But also the like the most interesting thing I saw hiking was like we were doing a sunset hike up um, something called St. Mark's, uh, which is on Seymour Mountain in British Columbia. But like there's a lot of people on this trail and out of nowhere they're like someone was like oh be careful there's like we just saw a bear and we turn around and this bear is just gunning it down the mountain like he's not even like interacting with anyone but he was coming from above us and he just like sprints down and basically rolls off of the mountain like <laughs> like away from us and i was like what is happening <laughs> why is it so scared yeah, if the bear is running, that's something else that you're like, what is it running from? <laughs> yeah, I was genuinely like, what is it running from? And it looks like a pretty small bear. So maybe the human scared it. I have no idea. But it was like definitely running for its life. But that, that was that was one thing that I always wondered, because I know people are saying bears can't run downhill. You've witnessed that firsthand. Witnessed it. I've witnessed it firsthand. People are liars. They definitely <laughs> run downhill. <laughs> I'm guessing you're at that in that moment. You're were you like in fear or like curiosity? How far away was it? Just, just wanted to know. <laughs> like yeah, distance wise, I would say it was like at least like it wasn't even ten feet away. I would say really? when, when it was like running away. Yeah, it was like so close to where we were because I could see the bear's like full face. Like we saw the ground like move. <laughs> Like literally Jeez. the dirt, like it just get picked up by the bear while it was running. Yeah, I don't know. It was <laughs> it was pretty close, but I didn't feel scared at all just because mm. it was it didn't feel like a threat. I didn't feel like I was a threat to it and like vice versa. And because it was like going the opposite direction of where we wanted to go, I wasn't nervous at all. I think also because I was like surrounded by so many people on this trail, I was like, oh, we're we're just all gonna take over. So <laughs> It'll be number the bear. <laughs> yeah, so, so actually, you see what you do right now. You're giving me these perfect things to ask you questions about. So, was it a black bear or a brown bear? And it's it a lead-up question. Bear. Okay. So, in regards to a black bear, I can't remember if you have to go into the fetal position to look like your food, or you have to act like your big thing. So, uh, either with that being said, as well, what are some tactics or survival tactics you've learned that either you have applied or you have it in your back pocket when it comes to hiking oh yes okay so like with bears we have grizzly bears and black bears and with grizzly bears there's really truly not a single person who knows what the heck to do when they approach one but with black bears all you have to do is act bigger than it and like have bigger energy than it they they're pretty shy creatures and they're herbivores so they honestly don't attack too, too much. There was one time we were camping and a bear, like my friends and I were at this like campfire sitting around the campfire and a bear had like walked right behind us, like, like basically grazed our chairs. And we had no idea because we had a dog with us and we thought it was a dog. And like, it like took our garbage bag <laughs> and like ran with it. And we were all like, oh my God, that was a bear. <laughs> but, but like it just like it wasn't aggressive at all i thought you were gonna say oh my god it's littering <laughs> <laughs> damn you bear why are you littering <laughs> give us back the trash <laughs> just take the food <laughs> oh man 
So it's you've encountered bears a few times. I thought it was just that one time, but it sounds like you're pretty experienced with bears. Have you seen, let's say, a moose or any other creature? Okay, I've never seen a moose, but I heard mooses mo- mo- <laughs> are pretty <laughs> scary too because they're like so powerful. But I've never seen a moose. Actually, I saw a moose when I, I used to live in Saskatchewan when I was a kid, and I think we went camping once. And I think I saw a moose from very, very far away. But it's a very big memory because I was so young. Okay, so to follow up with that same question as well, what would you say is the number one piece of advice you'd give for survival when hiking? I would imagine not going alone isn't an important thing if you're going for a long hike. Totally. But is there anything that you think, wow, this is the most important thing to keep in mind while hiking? I think like being prepared and like knowing your surroundings is such a big thing. Yeah, knowing your surroundings, because when I was doing a hike for on the Sunshine Coast Trail, I just did like a little bit of reading around what animals are native to that area. And it helped me so much kind of prepare myself mentally and also like do a little bit more research around how to act around the animals that I would run into. So like preparing yourself in that way, preparing yourself in the gear that you have, always going out with bear spray if you are in bear or cougar country super important so bear spray bring some water with you what else would you bring along with you maybe a first aid kick yeah i always bring the 10 essentials um which include like a map or navigation system so like on your phone or like a physical map highly recommend um a headlamp that's always charged or like a backup battery for that sun protection so like a hat or a tarp get the sun away from you if you're in long periods of sun for like a long period of time um first aid kit super important knife a fire starter so like a lighter um like something that can easily burn wood um maybe some like paper or i personally use vaseline and cotton pads like they are perfect fire starters and they're so small shelter so either like a tent or like an emergency blanket um that you can like set up extra food, extra water, and extra layers. Now, was there anything throughout, let's say, your travels that you that wasn't included in the 10 essential things? You're like, oh, this is something that would have been really good. I don't know, rope, uh, rope, like a giant rope. I don't know, maybe not rope, but like something like, oh, well, actually, I should bring this next time I go on my hike. Honestly, rope is actually a really good one if you are like through hiking or multi-day hiking, just because you do have to be able to like sometimes pull up your food um in trees if there aren't like bear caches or like bear boxes so that's a really good one um something else that i often like want is like a tarp um i sometimes forget that because it's not technically on my list and i think another one that's really good are hiking poles i used to not hike with hiking poles but in the last year i had to have them for a specific trip and then i've not stopped using them because they're so good they have multiple uses Like if your tent pole gets broken or whatever, you can also like use a tent, like a hiking pole makeshift and then duct tape. Duct tape will do everything. Yep. Duct tape is everybody's best friend. Truly. This episode is sponsored by duct tape. (laughs) (laughs) Stick it on anything. I don't know. That's the cheesiest sponsor. It's not sponsored by duct tape, just to be clear. <laughs> and, <laughs> so good I, I was like, "Oh my god, really?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was all led up to this moment. I, I was just f- trying to find a way to integrate the word duct tape in a smooth and seamless kind of manner. But 
you know. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so for you, what would you say is the best part about hiking? The best part about hiking, I think there's two portions of it. I think like genuinely it gives me the ability to be physically active without having to be indoors at a gym, like picking up and dropping weights. Like I used to love that and all power to you if you love it, but I get bored so easily that I just can't. Um, so I'm very grateful that I can be super physically active in like a beautiful space. And then that kind of leads me to the second thing I love about it, like mental clarity. It just brings me so much of it. It's like forest bathing is so good for the soul. <laughs> I sound like such a hippie. But I genuinely <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You live your life. You're not hurting anybody. Just live your best life. Yeah. And then like it kind of folds into kind of being more conscious about like environmental practices, being a little bit more like aware of the indigenous land that you're traveling on um, and just more aware of how to like be a better steward of like the outdoors. And like that just like brings you so much joy because you're doing a good thing for the environment as long as you're like taking care of yourself and like the places that you do travel on and explore. Yeah. And it's extremely important to take care of the environment because if it takes you take care of it, it'll take care of you in the future. So are there when it comes to hiking itself, what are things that you should never do? Like faux pas? Faux pas. Well, okay. So I think I think the leave no trace community is pretty intense. So I just say like pack out what you pack in or like leave the space better than you found it. I often travel with like an extra garbage bag or like a Ziploc bag and like pick up garbage along the way. So yeah, like don't leave garbage. That's pretty garbage. <laughs> yeah, say that to the bear. <laughs> yeah, truly. Takes all of our garbage up the mountain. Like, why yeah. did you do that there? Now I'm gonna have to go clean it up after you. <laughs> yeah, gotta go find you, get the garbage, give you the sausage, come back. <laughs> I don't know why, but it, could you just imagine it was the same bear that rolled down the hill before we're trying to give you the trash bag? He's like, oh my God, it's done. Let me get the trash bag. And then just rolls down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> I've come back to find Don and get her food. <laughs> and then you just ran away. You're like, nope. <laughs> Ridiculous. That would be pretty wild. I, I wish there was like a way of knowing, but I feel like there's no way of knowing. Unless you're like, you're a person who studies bears and has the bear tagged, but that's, that's totally. a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. And this this might be a hard question to answer, but I'm going to make you reflect because, you know, we're in the reflecting mood. What is something that you wish you knew, you know now that you wish you knew when you first started? Oh, <laughs> told you. It's tough. It's a, it's a <laughs> tough question because we often forget, like, once you get into, like, establishing yourself in a hobby, like, you forget what it's like kind of to be a beginner and... You forget like, yeah, you just forget what it's like to be a beginner at anything. So I think the biggest thing is like the community that I found in the outdoors is actually not as daunting as I thought in the beginning. It's really about connecting with as many people as you can to find your people. And then I also wish I knew like the basics of hiking. Um, when I first started, I found it really difficult, like I don't think it's as much of a problem now, but like a lot of people were gatekeeping kind of hiking like trails and where like the best viewpoints are. So um, trying to find like that out and having people that actually weren't gatekeeping about those locations would have been super cool. 
Um, and I think the best way to do that is like looking on apps like all trails or fat maps or, um, even just like Googling. Yeah. There's a lot of stalking you have to do. I think that's something. <laughs> I can definitely imagine that. And I guess as well, with that in mind, do you, do you prefer to go in the morning, afternoon, evening? What is your preferred, let's say, and when it also comes to hiking, preferred environment? Because it sounds like you like mountains, but do you also like, let's say, walking along the beach side where there's like a little cliff or anything like that? Oh, yes. I did my first coastal hike last year called the West Coast Trail, and I absolutely fell in love with it just because like beach camping is something that I super love. The only downside of like coastal hiking is if you're only going one way, your your whole body is always like lopsided. So you feel the pain in one leg or one hip versus the other. <laughs> um, I do love alpine hiking. I think that's like my preferred state just because the alpine um is beautiful like the wildflowers that grow in the alpine are absolutely mind-blowing the views just like only get better when you're in the alpine and the water and the air is just so fresh up there that it's really like serene and beautiful and almost always feels untouched and then so yeah yeah. <laughs> and now you're also talking about lopsided and just having some pain. What are Dawn's approved shoes for hiking? Oh, my approved shoes. I truly stand by the Adidas um, hiking shoes. I don't know exactly what they're called, but they only have one pair. Um, I personally use the low ankle one, but they are literally perfect. And even though my hiking shoes, like these pairs, I got so long ago and I can't wear them all the time because they're a little bit small for my feet. Like I got the wrong size, but I will like bear the pain to wear these <laughs> shoes because <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> they're so good, but these hurt so good. <laughs> yeah, they hurt so good. <laughs> and so, but I would imagine also if there's like rainy, would they still be good? Or do you have another pair of, let's say, boots that are more for muddy trails? No, like I truly love them for all terrain because. They're actually Gore-Tex, so they're fully waterproof. They don't have a lace, um, which is why I like them so much. Like, you don't have to worry about your shoelace untying. It saves you so much time. Um, and the grip at the bottom is just so good for, like, rocky or muddy terrain um, or even, like, on, like, slippery logs. They, they just truly nailed it. <laughs> once again my imagination runs wild i just picture you're talking about the grips like oh my god these are the best grips ever you see a rock you're like yeah i'm gonna climb that rock test out these yeah. grips and just climbing everything that little branch over there grip time totally <laughs> i'm just like parkour grip <laughs> like running up the side of a rock because i'm like the grip is so good <laughs> your friend's like don you okay you okay buddy i'm like i'm just obsessed with the shoes it's the grip we gotta focus on the grip. Totally. <laughs> so for you, what would you say was your biggest challenge when you first started uh, hiking? I know it wasn't finding like the finding the right shoes eventually came along later on, but before that. <laughs> before that, honestly, like my biggest barrier to getting into the outdoors was like not having a means of transportation. Like I started off when I was living at home. I didn't have a car, and I always relied on either friends or like partners who had cars like i would solely choose a partner because i was like you have a car <laughs> <laughs> so like so bad but you know our friendship is based on wheels do. exactly 
but yeah um I think that was like my biggest barrier and then the second barrier being like my family isn't very outdoorsy so trying to like trailblaze and pave the way for myself was like an entirely different challenge (laughs) and um, I would imagine it's not the challenge nowadays what are your challenges these days Oh, my challenges these days is like saying yes to too many hikes, if that makes sense. Like, I don't like I'm almost it's it's almost a good problem to have because I have (laughs) too many hikes to do. (laughs) But it's also kind of problematic just because I don't find the time to like rest myself or I like will just keep going so hard and not fully listening to my body. So kind of like dialing it back and making sure that I don't get injured um, is something I'm definitely working on um, and find pretty challenging. And if you don't mind me asking, you're more than welcome to not answer. Have you ever injured yourself? Because it sounds like you said you have. Yeah. So um, I haven't had any like, like big injuries, I would say. But something that I deal with chronically is something called plantar fasciitis, which is when you have flat feet. Um, and after like long hiking days with especially with a heavy pack like the bottoms of my feet will just feel like excruciating pain just like super tight and like the muscles are just extremely unhappy but I think that like originates all from overall not stretching and truly not taking care of my body enough (laughs) So, okay, so you you say you have the flat feet and your body doesn't always cooperate with you and yeah, the bodies, bodies are our own enemies. So how long would a hiking like experience be until you're like, okay, I might have to slow down or take a break. And if so, when you take a break, how long of a break do you take? Maybe a 15 minute break and then you're good to go for another 30 minutes? So I start noticing the pain around 10 kilometers, 10 to 12 kilometers, that range is without a pack but with a pack it's around seven to eight kilometers yeah and then a break I usually will take like a salt like I'll push myself until like a solid lunch break so that I'm not taking too much away from like the group dynamic um or like the time crunch that we're on otherwise like if it's like bad though I'll just be like yo we need to just sit and chill and snack and like that'll be like a 30 minute break to an hour once again Don, you're, you're triggering my crazy imagination. I can just see you and your friends. Your friends like, you want to take a break? You're like, you're on the ground. Like, leave me. Go yeah. on without me. Like, Don, just we're like, we can, we, we can wait. Like, no, you've gone too far. Don, I can literally reach your hand. <laughs> no. <laughs> just super yes, it's dramatic. often that dramatic, like, cinematographic. <laughs> like, I'm the main character, but you must leave me. Like, <laughs> And then the bear rolls down the hill again. Exactly. And I'm like, there, there's, there's my calling. I'm going to run with the bear. <laughs> you get up and you start running. <laughs> uh, and that, yeah, that could be, that'd be, I understand. So just to flip it again, what would you say is the most stressful part about hiking? I think the most stressful part is either like the mosquito. <laughs> oh. Do you agree with that? Like, do you find that often very stressful? The horse flies. Oh, the worst. They, they take a chunk out of your skin. Yeah. Is it bad out? Like, are you out east? Like, is it bad out east? I'm in Ottawa, but we went camping. Where was it? Uh, oh, my goodness. I can't remember where it was. Somewhere. But there was just so many horse flies. You, and I don't like killing animals or insects, yeah. but you grew a passion for horse flies. 
and I mosquitoes. I feel the same way about mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I guess, have you found a tactic to try to like prevent them from getting on your skin? Like either mosquito spray or have like one of those like buzzing sounds or have a little flame over your head. I don't know. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> I walk so, with citronella yeah. candles and just. <laughs> I am fire. <laughs> I truly just manifest them not eating my myself. But um, basically, well, last year we did a pretty hectic, like mosquito heavy trail and we bought like big bug nets and it was, it was pretty game changing. Like, the bug net was like, it did a pretty good job. The other thing we used that's not great for your skin, but was very necessary for this trip was DEET, which is like the highest level of mosquito repellent. <laughs> but it's also so bad for your skin. Even if you just put it on top of your clothes, would you like have long sleeves and it, you just put it, it on top burns, of that? It's supposed to, it technically melts or burns your clothes. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's that bad. But like, it truly, it was the only thing that worked. If we didn't have the net on, Don, like, Don, Don, there's know, an easy solution. Have... No, no, there's an easy solution. <laughs> you say you just... walk around with duct tape. You, all you have to do is just do the duct sticky side out. Yeah, duct tape, well, no, put the sticky side out, duct tape the arm so the mosquito lands on the duct tape and doesn't sting <gasps> you. Boom. Oh my or... gosh, I will try this <laughs> and then come back and let you know how that goes. <laughs> there's a picture of you on like TikTok or Instagram, just you full of duct tape. Like, I am <laughs> duct tape. <laughs> I am. I am. I've actually been sponsored by duct tape, so <laughs> I am now duct tape. <laughs> and I've met my quota for the amount of times I have to say duct tape in this episode. So we're, I'm going to split the, uh, the commission with you. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. That sounds great. So funny. But even on like on this trip, though, like something else that really helped, we bought a bug net off of Amazon and it was just like a full tent that was like a bug net tent. And we would just prop it open and sit in it whenever we were tired and that was pretty game changing it adds a lot of weight to your pack but like if we didn't have it like we would not have had the energy to like make a tent fast enough to not be eaten alive no lie when you said tent i wasn't thinking of an, like an actual tent where people stay in i was just thinking of like there's a pole you wear a hat and there's a giant pole and it's kind of like a tent that goes over your whole body and you just walk around like a teepee oh that would be amazing that would be so amazing. No, but this one was like a pop-up tent. Like, I don't know if you had this as a child, but you would like, it kind of like make two circles to like fold something and with like the wires. And then like, once you like let it go, it'll like open up and be something else. But that's exactly like the tent. It would, you would have to like make two circles or like just open, like drop it, open it. And then it would become a tent without any work. Okay, so you've been doing this for five years, and I have to ask, is there something that doesn't exist yet for hiking that you wish existed that would either make your experience easier or more interesting or anything at all, like an invention or like something like, oh, I wish somebody made something that did this, like solved this problem? I don't think so. I think like the outdoor gear community has really nailed it down, although it would be really nice to have like instant hot food, like like without having to boil water, like it was just like instantly hot, like, like Insta food. <laughs> Insta food. <laughs> like I get so hungry when it comes to dinner time. I'm like, frick, like now we have to boil water. 
I have a solution for that as well. It's a bad solution. What you do is you buy a a really heavy duty drone. You have like this hot plate on the drone or like this like solar capturing like thing. And you put a piece of food on there and then it follows you through AI technology throughout the woods. And then whenever you're hungry, you just like snap your finger and it descends and brings you the warm food. Yes. Oh my gosh, that would actually be game changing. <laughs> you need to patent that. Like oh, we we need to do. We need to do. <laughs> we we will patent that. <laughs> well, I just have to think yeah. of a clever name. We do. Hot food on the go. I don't know. I'm bad at names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you're hiking, like, do you find any like thing that's like, oh my god, I wish I had this right now? And it's not that I'm right now, but me when I was uh, walking up that uh, mountain. The biggest thing for me that was like brutal was going down and I have bad knees Mm. going downhill was brutal. Do you have that same experience? Because I know you're talking about your feet in pain, but do you have that experience with your knees when you're going down after a long hike? My going down, like my feet really can't take it. They're always like, F you, like we're not going down this mountain. (laughs) (laughs) You just want to take the bear route and just roll down the hill or down yeah. the mountain. <laughs> like a wheelbarrow at the top of the mountain for someone to just carry me in. I will take it. <laughs> you know what every like giant mountain should have? A zip line. Just if you're like, you oh, know what? I don't yes. feel like going down this time. I'm just going to take the zip line down. That would be amazing. Yeah. Because like, honestly, the way out is like obviously part of the journey, but it's never the mo- like it's not the most fun. And speaking about not the most fun, has it ever happened that you planned out a hike and it was a beautiful day and out of nowhere, it just became miserable, not because of your mood, just like it was rainy or like there's just a storm that happened. And how did you adapt? Oh, all of the time. So we did something called the, um, what is it called? Assiniboine out in Alberta. And on our last day, it was like beautiful and sunny. We woke up at like 4 or 5 a.m. to like just like get the sun and like get out. But as soon as like noon hit, we had assumed that we'd be done, but we weren't done. And it just started dumping rain on us like so much to the point that like even through our Gore-Tex, like we felt wet everywhere. Like everything was wet. So then the... We were like so tired at this point that we just set up a tarp and just sat down and took a nap. We're like, (laughs) (laughs) we're calling it quits for now. We're staying here. This is our new home. (laughs) Yeah, truly. We're like, this is, this is miserable. Like we don't need to do this into ourselves. Like we've had a long day. Why don't we take a nap? (laughs) I can imagine there's not a lot that can ruin a hike, but having wet feet during your hike, it's not, it doesn't ruin it, but it can just. Not make it as pleasant, just that squishy feeling yes. inside your, your shoe. <laughs> totally. And like the complete opposite also happened. Like early in the season last year, we did the coastal hike, like West Coast Trail. And we had no idea, but we hit it during the heat wave. Like, I don't know if you heard about our heat wave. Yeah, no, but, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. We hit 40 degrees outside and none of us knew what was happening. And we were like, why is it so hot (laughs) (laughs) and it made our trip so long you see a bunch of clothing on the trail like you were like oh it's just too hot hot. (laughs) and it's so heavy because you're like already drenched in your own sweat Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh god and it's just dripping into your shoe (laughs) exactly and you're like wow now i have wet shoes from my sweat and not even the rain 
Now, what happens sometimes when you are hiking, you can get blisters on your feet because you're using mm. feet a lot. Do you, I don't know if you have a solution for this, but do you use, let's say, Vaseline or any other cream to prevent blisters or pains or not pain, but like scar, not scars, bruises or any other kind of like cuts or something like that from the friction of the skin to the sock to the shoe? Or what is your go to to try to help prevent that? Duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> like, truly, I. I will preach duct tape forever. Um, all of my friends have, like, I've never really had blisters. I've been so fortunate because of my hiking shoes. <laughs> Adidas. Second sponsor of the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they are so good. Like, they've never given me a problem. I think something that I can also recommend are, like, trail runners in general are just better for your feet. They're just a little bit more mobile and all that kind of stuff. But with regards to blisters, like... I think the best thing I use like athlete grade um, second skin. It's this like beautiful like pad. It's it's cools the blister down. It kind of has some healing properties. And then you like put it on with tape and then some duct tape. And the duct tape helps the rubbing of like your sock to shoe to foot or whatever happen more naturally so that if it does keep rubbing, it's actually with the duct tape and it slides better rather than your skin. That's it. I'm coming to Van- I'm coming to Vancouver, making you a duct tape shoe. Yes, <laughs> you have to. Now that duct tape has sponsored this, and Adidas, and both of them will have an Adidas duct tape shoe combined. Yes. <laughs> So that's going to be, that's going to be my next goal. But for you, when it comes to hiking, what is your ultimate goal? Like you're on your checklist. Like I want to hike in this location, anywhere around the world. Location wise, I really want to hike in Europe or in Patagonia, like the Italian Dolomites, the Swiss Alps, like France, or even like the Camino sounds so exciting to me. Um, in Europe and then just like Patagonia in general seems epic. So I really want to do those. Those are high on my list. Well, it's funny you say the Camino because my grandmother for her 80th birthday, she did the Camino de Santiago. No way. Yeah, she did it to raise money for uh, retirement homes here in Ottawa. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Did she do it alone or with yeah. friends? No, alone. Wow. She, she loves to walk. She walks every day. She did it for her 80th birthday. So... Yeah, it was, oh it's gosh. 800 kilometers, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's 800 kilometers. And I was like, this is an epic journey. Did she like find herself? Like, did she come back a new human? No, she came back. Like she, she is a pretty confident woman. And she's yeah. like, uh, she, she was just doing her own thing. She just loves walking. She does it every day. It's what I actually had her on my podcast for walking. I think she was episode seven. Oh my gosh, so cool. So you get to oh, actually hear about that. Sure. And this is before she did the walk. She talks about doing the walk. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. So yeah, so maybe uh, if my grandmother might be a perfect hiking partner for you. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would love to hike with your grandma on the Camino. That would actually be an epic journey. Oh my gosh, would she still be down? Like, is she still walking? Like, Oh yeah, she's she still walking every day. Life? She's 84 now. She walks like... 10 kilometers every day. Oh my gosh. You have to put us in touch. <laughs> She's going to outlive all of us. That's, that's what I'm assuming. That's exactly it. <laughs> For sure. She literally sounds healthier than me. <laughs> oh yeah. Us. Us. Yeah, us. It's us. 
But uh, well, we'll have to get that organized for the future. But now to get into something even a little more dark. I hope you're up for the challenge. But oh gosh, <laughs> what are some misconceptions about people who do hiking? I think a lot of people online see the only positive parts of hiking. You know, like. Oh my gosh, I made it to this epic viewpoint where like, this is the most beautiful hike I've ever been on. And people often don't realize that the journey to get to the top is so hard (laughs) that I feel like that's like a misconception that like hiking is not all fun and games. It's literally like a mental, physical battle with yourself and like, like with the group around you that, yeah. And like, I think often like when you're new to hiking, you also don't realize how important group dynamics are. Yeah. So I think those are like two big things that I always think about that I'm like, wow, like I never would have known it had I not done it myself. I don't know if you've already done this, but this could be a good TikTok video idea. Reality versus uh, expectations. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, oh, my God, it's such a beautiful view. And it's like, oh, fuck. What the hell is that? Damn mosquitoes. (laughs) So many mosquitoes, so many horse flies. <laughs> you just got, you got like your hands, you got like duct tape. You're just punching these mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would do that. Just like a boxing match with these mosquitoes. If you do ever create that video, please send it my way. I would love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tag you. <laughs> the inspo came from you, so we must do it together. Yes, there we go. This one's inspired <laughs> by Alex punching a horse fly. <laughs> yes. And for you, what has hiking taught you in life? I think hiking has taught me really to like slow down and be okay with slowing down and like truly be patient and trust the process. Yeah, because so often than not, like we're outside and it's like remote, like you don't have access to communication or the people that like you love the most and all that kind of stuff. So you have a lot of time to think and like challenge yourself and like doubt yourself that you just have to like go with the flow. And also being forced, disconnected, sometimes you don't have the best reception, just makes you allow to enjoy nature more and just be calm with yourself. Like you're saying, just reflect on whatever you want to reflect on. Totally. 100%. Do you, do you hike alone? Do you hike with your partner only? When it comes to hiking, I went a lot with my wife and I can't wait till my son is a little older so we can all go together because he loves to climb things and stuff like that. And then we have another kid on the way. So we're going to do a whole like family thing. I don't know if you are planning to come to Ottawa, but we do. Well, right beside Ottawa, there's the Gatineau Park, which is oh, a giant yes. park where there's a lot of different uh, places to go hiking. That's so cool. And is it is Gatineau Park like, is it fully remote or do you usually get service? Uh, you don't you don't really get service. That's sweet. <laughs> That's sweet. No one can find me in there. <laughs> <laughs> See, like whatever I think of like Ontario, I think of like flat with hills. It, yeah, that's basically like it, there's not a lot. There's one hill in there, here and there, but Gatineau Park is pretty big. There's probably bigger hills, but yeah, you're right. It's pretty flat. Yeah, but there's a lot of lakes. Yes. Oh, so many like lakes. Can, that's that's pretty cool. There's one in Gatineau Park near my place called Pink's Lake. And there's like apparently two separations of water, two different types of water. I can't remember uh-huh. if it's like salt water at the bottom, at the top or the bottom or something like that. There's one thing like there's actually two bodies of water one on top of the other that's so cool that like actually is like an anomaly it like does something to the water that um not any other 
thing in the world does. I don't know exactly what it is, but there's science behind it for sure. Science stuff we do not understand, but we appreciate. (laughs) Yes. Um, How old is your like current child? Your current (laughs) child is one and a half and likes to climb everything. He loves nature. He likes uh, pointing at everything. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to just go venturing with the little kid and teach him how to punch a horse fly. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got an, upper, an uppercut to the horse fly. <laughs> yes. I do not promote animal abuse. Just to, just to be clear, just if, just. if, if horse flies attack me, it is self-defense. Yes. <laughs> and if you had to give one big piece of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby, what would it be? Just do it. Just like get out and like prioritize it. And it will like, the community and the people and like as long as you put it out into the universe that you like literally want to be doing it like it'll all happen for you i think that's the biggest thing that i want to tell people and also say hi to dawn if you ever encountered her encounter her on the hike oh my gosh yes please <laughs> i would love to say hi i i get pretty nervous like i i get pretty nervous when people say hi but i get also so excited to make new friends so yeah, always say hi. <laughs> well, if I'm ever in BC hiking in the woods, you'll be you'll be realizing, oh, that's Alex. He's lost. Let me go find him. Yes, I will come <laughs> find you and put you on the right path. And also, if I'm ever in Gatineau Park, I will wave your way. <laughs> we will find each other eventually. That's that's the plan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I've asked this question at the beginning of the episode, but I'll ask it again at the end because I want to promote you. Do you have any social media links, websites, or projects that you would love to share? Oh my gosh, yes. I love being on TikTok and, and Instagram and slowly working my way towards YouTube. But on all of those platforms, you can find me at Dawn with two ends Park. Perfect. I will put that down below so people can go check that out and follow you on your journey. And now for the last question. See, once again, remember at the beginning, I don't know if I said it here, but at the beginning when we're talking, I said this was a very egotistical podcast where it's all about me. <laughs> Well, the last question is, do you have any questions for me about hiking? I've asked this question, not the hiking question, but like the last question all about me and the person's hobby on every episode. So yes, do you have any questions for me about hiking? Oh, I would love to ask you more. When did you like, when you got into hiking, did you grow up with like an outdoor family? I did not grow up with an outdoor family, really. No, not at all. But I was always the kid who liked to play outdoors and lift up rocks to look at the insects and climb in places and go through woods and just explore. And yeah, I, it was odd, I guess, that I didn't, uh, my other, my the rest of the family didn't really like doing it, but I just fell in love with it. Okay. That's so cool. And when you and your partner do it together, was it something that you all started together as well? Or did one person bring it into the other person's life? I think it was like one of our first dates or second dates. Wow. We just, we drove out to like the middle of Gatineau Park and just started walking. And then oh, every now it. and then, um, my, my wife's uh, parents love hiking as well. Like they <laughs> went to Europe, like when they were kids, they didn't speak English, but they just decided to just travel there and just go hiking and travel. And then when we come here, we go to Gatineau Park as well. And um, no, like for my wife and I, when we went, we just... Like, hey, let's go drive out to the middle of Gatineau Park, park the car and just start walking. Just I love just the sound of nature and the quietness in a way, like the the escape from like the city and stuff like that. And I've like I've, I've traveled to New York 
I'm not a city, I don't, I, I live in a city, but I'm not a big fan of cities for some reason. Totally. I like the whole like nature aspect minus the insects trying to eat me alive. Um, yeah. Especially because I'm bald and my head is a feeding ground for them. So <laughs> yeah, the, note to self, if you're bald and hiking hats, get a hat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's just one of those things that I really do enjoy. It's like you said, you get to just reflect, have a good talk. And uh, it's really hard to put into words, the the, the yeah. feeling of it. And I loved, I loved like, I want to go back to Newfoundland with my son because we were walking on like the cliffside of the ocean and it was just going up and down like these cliffs. And it was so amazing. That's and then so there was like good. one path we went on. It was like woods, woods, woods. We didn't know what was at the end, but when we had the when, when we got to the end, it was like yeah. a cliffside showing the ocean. We're like, oh, this is awesome. Uh -huh. And I did a time lapse with it as well, and not knowing what was going to happen. And it's like hysteric. I'll have to show it to you. Yeah, yeah I'll send it to you yeah. after. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my love for hiking. Oh, that's epic. Where else? Where else have you like hiked before? Like. Obviously in Newfoundland and in Gatineau Park. Like, tell me more about where you've explored. Gatineau Park, Newfoundland, and Korea. Mm. So for Korea, I think it was in Seoul we went hiking where we saw that uh, temple at the top of a mountain. And then Pusan, I just loved how it was a combination of the ocean. I really love, for some reason, ocean and cliffside. Just uh, something that you I like. Would get love, the... <laughs> you would love Jeju Island. We want to go there. My oh, wife keeps on talking about it. Like she constantly talks about it. And I think once like the pandemic dies down and then our second kid's a little older, I think we want to go there as a family. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Like Jeju Have Island you been? has exactly that. Yeah. I actually lived in Korea for seven years when I was um, going from sixth grade to 11th grade. So I was actually able to explore Korea a lot. And Jeju Island was like, always our vacation spot because it was just so beautiful and there's so much to do and like the hiking is so cool because the terrain is so different it's like very rocky or very sandy so there's so much to see and because it's an island it, you're always on the coast it kind of reminds me of like barbados so that's where my family's yes. from and it's just like a very small island and it's always on the coast literally everywhere <laughs> oh my gosh so good and like have you gone back to barbados Last time I we went to Barbados, I was, whew, I was a kid. I was like three or I was very young. I've been like three times when I was young, but I haven't been back in a long time. I should go back and say hi to some family and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I would love to go back. My dad's not too crazy to go back because he's not too crazy about family. The, you know, the, the stereotypes of crazy aunts and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I would love to go there. I'd love to try i actually i lived in france for four months i completely forgot about that oh <gasps> what you lived in france for four months did you get like what did you get up to uh i was How actually did you think of it <laughs> well i was actually working there i was a tour guide at vimy ridge what yeah <laughs> that's so, amazing so i did hiking in like the battlegrounds <laughs> wow yeah so you must have met like ridiculous people too <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah people from all walks of life we even found like shrapnel and we found like 
like some one one of my coworkers found like a shell of a bomb that didn't explode. And we're like, don't oh bring God. that towards us, please. That is no. so scary. <laughs> Scarier than the bear going down the hill, probably. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, truly. Like, do you think it would have gone off even though it's that old? It was like almost a hundred years old. I don't think so, but there was apparently, yeah, probably not going to take the chance, but yeah. Yeah. But like we hiked through craters as well. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. The reason, some, like bombs. Yeah. Well, the reason why we hiked through uh, craters was because sheep, the sheep are on the land eating up the grass. And sometimes they go in places where they shouldn't go. So we have to chase out the sheep and then sometimes they flip over. So we got to flip over the sheep. Yeah. It's, it was a love hate relationship with sheep. <laughs> Oh my gosh, did you see them, like the sheep being bloated and stuff? Like that's an actual thing? Yeah. Yeah, if they get flipped over, their organs are so loose. This is so off topic. Their organs are so loose that if they flip over, they can, I think, suffocate or and then get bloated and die. Do they die like that? They can't, they can't flip over. You have to flip them over. Oh my gosh. That is so wild to me. Because, you know, like horses can like lie down sideways and like maybe like I think they roll. I think horses can roll, but like sheep can't. And I kind of think that's hilarious. I don't know if cows can. Can cows roll? I don't know. People are going to be so confused about this podcast. So wait, you're telling me cows go hiking now? Or like, are we just talking about animals (laughs) that roll? We talked about the bear that rolls. We're talking about cows that roll. Alex, Don, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I feel like we can go off topic and learn more about our experiences. And I'm super curious to learn more about that and your travels. And I guess, uh, yeah. So there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Don, for coming on and sharing your passion for rolling cows. No, I'm kidding. Uh, for hiking <laughs> and just being very wise about your experience. And you say you're just a beginner, but five years is enough to have a full understanding of what you love and how you do it as well. So if you guys would like to learn more about Don, go check her out. I'll put all the links down below. So it'll be very easy to find. If you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you love the podcast and want to show some love, you can you can give a review um buy some merchandise um share with friends and family share with a bear or adidas or duct tape they're sponsors of this podcast again um (laughs) or you know what i'm also working on a board game that i don't know when it's going to be released but it's coming along starting probably starting my own business with it long story but what you need to do in the meantime is go show don some love so don once again thank you so much thank you so much for having me it was such a pleasure speaking with you the pleasure was all mine So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.